What's up, everybody? I'm doing another segment for the specifist here. I don't know how this is going to go. Continuing our tier two series. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot, I think, of differences. And I might do a deep episode on the basic differences, I think, between tier one and tier two. But in this episode, what I want to go into is to help you to start to gain a more tier two perspective. Um, you know, there's other episodes that I've done that help you do this as well. But we're going into, I think, I think we, I want to go into this in a more conscious and deeper kind of way to get you to see, not only see what tier two is, it was within spiral dynamics. Um, if you want to know more about this, this, uh, I've made episodes about spiral dynamics. Others have as well. Um, on their podcast or on YouTube, you can search for Spiral Dy- Dynamics. <laughs> um, you'll see. You can search for Stage Red and Stage Blue and Stage Orange and Stage Green and Stage Yellow and Stage tur- Turquoise. Um, stage Turquoise is uh, part of Tier 2 as well as Stage Yellow. And so... The thing that I become very aware of is between tier one and tier two is the ability to find the positives and negatives. See, normally what you do, and this is how normally I find my uh, people do this, is they look for like the pros and cons of something. They look at it from sort of self-based perspective right where it's like what does this what works for me what doesn't work for me that's that's fine and dandy there's nothing wrong with that part of it um but that's only part of this process um to me it can it goes a lot deeper than this and you can get into some deeper contexts about this and really you have to become aware as well which is something i don't really want to go into too too deeply into this episode in this episode but perhaps in other episodes but you have to also become aware of what you're actually trying to achieve in the first place right most people aren't really as aware of that as they really they think they are um but it's not just talking about it in the senses of this like what's the pros and cons of this what's the pros and cons of this um because you know typically speaking when people will look at the cons or the pros <clears throat> it's almost a sort of defense based look looking at something right like you have pro positive uh whatever that is of something but then you had the negative thing and the negative thing negates the positive thing in in many cases i've noticed and in tier two that negative thing won't necessarily negate the positive thing so for instance to, to give you an example of what i'm talking about like you could look from a stage green perspective at stage orange and see the problems of capitalism and capitalists 
and greed and corporations and stuff like this and be like, oh, this is, you know, all these problems, all these negatives of capitalism. Therefore, capitalism is just not really good or useful. But that's not actually completely true. Right, and that's what I'm talking about, right? You 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 take the negatives and you use them to justify saying that this thing is just purely bad or purely incorrect or purely whatever it is. Or the same thing, you could do the same thing with positives. Socialism. The positives are socialism. You get more things. You You have the ability to flatten the curve of rich and poor and things like this. And you can ignore the negatives. And so the positive negative system is used to reinforce your own uh, assumptions and beliefs and systems rather than, than actually to understand the system itself, whatever that system would be. So would this have been known to do this as well? This is kind of me coming from this place. <coughs> <clears throat> because with these assumptions or with this kind of uh, pro-con understanding this positive negative it's easy to look at the negatives and say like oh this is negative and this is negative and this is negative and this is negative and this is not good and this is not good it's it's uh, easier to do that than actually to go well just because that's negative does that mean that this thing is this negative uh, outweighs the positive um, and is it possible to keep the positives without the negatives? Um, right? I don't think the answer is absolutely yes or no. I don't think the answer is, well, this thing is negative or no, this thing is positive. Completely. Or I don't think the answer is you can com you can completely get rid of the negatives um, without getting rid of some of the positives or whatever. Yeah, because that's kind of the difference between tier one and tier two is that you can have a tier one perspective where you look at the negatives of something. You know, for instance, like an atheist would look at the negatives of religion and discount all of religion, discount all of the teachings of religion, or most of them because of the negatives, because of the things that don't seem to add up, things like this. As well, so it's not just negatives, as in like this moral sense, like this is negative and this doesn't work and this doesn't work, but also like um, if you're talking factually as well, like this isn't true, this isn't true, or this doesn't match, and this doesn't match, and this doesn't match, you know, this doesn't match reality, this doesn't match reality, this kind of thing. Um, and so it can make you uh, question or it can make you uh, discount things because of those things that don't match or because of the things that are negative or because those things don't seem to match all the facts or whatever it is. Um, rather than taking a little bit of a more holistic perspective where Instead, what you do is you notice those those negatives, or you notice what doesn't match, 
and you notice the positives, you notice what does match, and you go, well, just because there are negatives here does not mean this thing is false. Is there... Ah, and we can go into very deep uh, things about this going even deeper, because sometimes the thing might seem negative, there, there might be seeming negatives, that, but if you look closer, you might realize that it, the negatives have more to do with your perspective of it rather than the so-called negatives themselves, or it might be perceived as negative because of one aspect of the negative thing rather than the thing itself that is perceived as negative, or something along those lines as well. So you can go even deeper with that as well. And you can get to a, a deeper level as well by doing this. And so, basically, a super intelligent person, well, I wouldn't say that's not in the right word, but somebody who is kind of more tier two would do this with all kinds of different perspectives, and they would look for the pros of all of those perspectives, and they would try to you know, ask themselves, well, you know, are these pros really pros, or are these cons really cons? You know, sometimes the pros seem like pros, but when you look deeper, you realize that it's not as simple as it sounds. Um, and I've given a bunch of examples like this, like when minimum wage kind of comes to mind, even though I, I kind of agree with the idea of having an, enough money for all uh, people kind of thing. It's not as simple as just creating a minimum wage because of things like inflation and because of the, the nature of inflation and the monetary economy and things like this. So, <clears throat> this to me is, I think, the really big defining difference is are you able to see those cons and see the point of the, the, the thing itself at the same time. You know, because people like to demonize socialism. And we can do this with capitalism as well. But people like to demonize socialism from a capitalist point of view. And they go like, oh, you know, socialism has been tried. It's, it's wrong. It doesn't really work. But the ideals of socialism, I think that they make sense. Oftentimes when the problems happen when you put it into practice and when you try to make it into a an absolute rule or guiding principle kind of thing rather than just a, a principle of charitable giving and this kind of thing um, but that's you know where the difference is same thing with capitalism right you can demonize capitalism coming from stage green and see how corporations are and how they look and what they're doing and you go like oh that just means capitalism is wrong it doesn't really work it doesn't really do the things that it says it does uh and stuff like this but that's looking at the small examples are you looking at the whole then what the what capitalism does for the world um like you know you wouldn't hear people tell you this but poverty has really gone way down over the past I mean COVID changed things but it has more to do with I think the overreaction to COVID that people had than anything else 
but for a while it was going down everything was going down prices were going down uh the cost of living was going down we had the ability we had the ability because of capitalistic ideals to create a world where sickness is really not a, a big problem anymore like, if you were around 400 years ago, COVID probably would have been deadly. It would not have been as simple as it is now. I mean, people die from COVID, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a good thing. But if you if it were to happen, if it, if it were to have happened 400 years ago, many, many, many more people would have died from this. Almost guarantee it. Because of the nature of our healthcare system and the abilities that we have for medicine and stuff like this. That's partially due to the nature of innovation caused by capitalism um, and caused by the need to find more and more uh, helpful and efficient ways to do things, cheaper ways, think way, things that capitalism helps you to do um, through competition and through kind of forcing prices down in this kind of way. Sometimes they do that through cheating and through manipulation and stuff like this. And that's, you know, the exploitation of workers and stuff. You can We can go into the, a lot of that. But that doesn't mean that capitalism is absolutely wrong or bad because of this fact. That's just that's just human nature. That's how human nature is. It, it, it's built to exploit in a lot of ways the, the environment around it. Uh, itself, others, things like this. That's just the way the human nature works. And so to blame capitalism for those problems rather than noticing and becoming aware that this is just human nature is to not see the value of capitalism and and not to see the uh, nature of human nature sometimes. Although you could also do this with humans as well and go like, oh, this just means that humans are negative or they're evil and violent and they're sinful. No. Well, we can go back to the same example that we just went to with, with medicine and all these things that we humans have been able to do for themselves. Um, that was partially caused because of human nature to expand things. So you have to be able to do that with this as well. Um, and this is kind of where we get into the deep, deep level of, like, where are we really going with this? You know, like, if you're kind of a staunch, uh, anti-capitalist person, you're going to be unwilling to see what I just pointed out about capitalism. If you're a staunch, uh, anti-socialist person, you're, you're, you hate the idea of socialism or whatever... You're not going to listen to me when I when I tell you that the points of socialism aren't absolutely wrong. They're just missing valuable points because of the the nature of tyranny and the nature of human nature and stuff like this that we would we just pointed out, right? Um, because you're in tier one. Nothing wrong with that, but it's just something to become become aware of. This is all about awareness. This is this is really what my podcast has been about. To helping you become more aware of these different things, and we you know without, without that, we, we wouldn't have what we have right now. I mean, nobody else is going to get to deliver you this kind of information that I'm give, giving you in these episodes. 
like there are people who talk about spiral dynamics, but I don't think they really go as deep as I've, I'm really going here, because I'm coming from trying to enter the tier two elements that, that I was in at one point, and I still kind of do deal with that to to a certain extent as well, not as much, but it. It's becoming more clear to me, like, how this works and what this looks like and stuff like this. And so now I want to go into some examples and how to do this more, I think, hopefully by the next segment. So, anyways, talk to you in the next segment. So. I thought about giving you some examples in this episode and getting all in the details but I figured what I'd do is if I really thought that might be necessary I'd do that in other episodes and I've already done that in so many episodes on this podcast anyways that it'd be pretty easy to find different examples of this and I've already gone over a couple here in this episode to kind of give you a bit the basics of how this is done what this looks like what this feels like So I figured I'd give you a basic description slash guidelines, some questions, things like this to get you started on how to do this for yourself because nothing that I tell you is going to get you to see this for yourself. You have to see, you have to become aware of these things for yourself. And this is, you have to do this through thought through deliberate thought, through deliberate thinking, through, through deliberately looking at something with awareness, um, just you can see. So, doesn't matter what it is. It could be an ideology. It could be a belief system. It could be an event, an event that's happening or is going to happen. It could be a person. Sorry, it could be a person, it could be a group. It doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, what you do is you you look for the pros and cons. That's the first question you can ask yourself. Ask yourself is, what are the pros of this group or idea or whatever it is? And what are the cons? Uh, you know, this isn't really like necessarily a strict guideline thing. Like you have to do it absolutely in this one way. It's just kind of just based on you and what what you feel like doing in this situation. This kind of thing. What are the basic pros and cons of this group? What are the facts? What are the, what what seems to match reality? What doesn't seem to match reality? This kind of thing. Um, and you can go deeper with that as well and go like, how do I know that this is a pro? How do I know that this is a con? Does it seem like a pro when it isn't a pro? Does it seem like a con when it isn't a, a con? Things like this. To see whether you might be having, you, you might have assumptions about this that are influencing whether you think this is a, a pro or a con or a positive or a negative or whatever it is. Or you might have had some uh, 
somebody influence you into believing that, that that's something that's a con that isn't actually a con or that doesn't actually exist. Uh, things like this. Uh, and that's that's one that's the deeper element of this as well. And of course, you can ask questions like, "Are there any assumptions about this this, this group's understanding of whatever this idea is, or whatever it is?" Are these are there any assumptions about what this thing, what what I think this thing is? Are there any assumptions about you know whatever it is? Like just becoming aware of it, these basic assumptions. Helps you to become aware of how you might be influenced by this thing as well without realizing, right? So, the other element of this is questioning the absolute, uh, the so called absolute nature of this thing. Like, if I think capitalism is a, is a con, is a negative thing, why? What, what kind of cons are there? What kind of pros are there for capitalism? Um, just kind of helping you to further yourself into tier two, helping yourself using tier two methods of questioning and coming to understand things and things like this. Are there any absolutes that I have that are making me think that this isn't a con or it's not a con or war? something along those lines? Um, basically helping you to overcome some assumptions and some absolute rules and whatever the case might be. And so with this with these cons and pros that you're becoming aware of, you have to make sure not to use these pros or cons as a way to defend or to destroy a certain idea or understanding or whatever it is and so if you have a if you don't think if you don't like capitalism you will use the cons of capitalism to say capitalism is bad and, and, and wrong and shouldn't exist and things like this and so you can become aware of that because by asking questions like am I saying this because the cons actually outweigh the pros or because I am triggered by capitalism, or I am triggered by whatever this, this thing is. Um, and then you can go deeper with that as well if you really want to. Like, why am I triggered by this? What's actually causing this? Uh, things like this. Are there any assumptions about this that I'm not aware of? And, and you know, questions like this. Basically, it should just help you to become aware of not only the thing itself, but the assumptions and perceptions of the thing that you might have or that others have that you are influenced by and things like this. So that you can become aware of the deeper nature of this thing. So, yeah, this is what it is. This is what we're doing here. This is how you get deeper into tier two level thinking.
This is what we're, it, it, it This is what it requires to me. Um, so, anyways, hope you enjoy this episode. I might make some uh, final thoughts after this, if I think of anything, and I'll talk about that in the next episode.